Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SEN Summer Breakfast here, Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you this morning, Tuesday the 16th of January. Good morning to everyone listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney as we fill in the chairs for Vossie and Brandy and everyone else, those of you listening across the SEN network, good morning to you. The big stories in the world of sport, we've been talking Australian Open. We won't go into that right now because we're going to have Brett Phillips, SEN tennis expert Brett Phillips with us in around five minutes' time. So we'll get into all the biggest tennis stories there. We'll have ESPN's Phil Murphy chatting NFL wildcard round with us as well. Uh, some amazing games, some big upsets, and plenty more to come today as well. WWE wrestlers joining us live in the studio, LA Knight and Grayson Waller. I'm going to get snapped in half when that happens. Super uh, excited for that. <laughs> you're going to play Mike Whitney. You're going to play yeah. the ref. Uh, yeah, hopefully... Look after me. Uh, we've got a couple of prizes to give away. A double pass to Top Fuel Drag Racing Championships at Sydney Dragway on Friday the 26th and Saturday the 27th of January. And a golf tour towel and dozen uh, chrome soft balls from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Uh, in the Big Bash last night, the Hobart Hurricanes defeated the Melbourne Stars. Uh, the Hurricanes making 187 runs from there, 20 overs, and the Stars falling just short in their reply. Matthew Wade for the Hurricanes. He was the star, 63 from 41 balls. Maxwell to Wade again and punished out. Pass point. It's raced away to the boundary. Sort of gave himself some room, cut away all the field up on the offside for Matty Wade and protection only on the leg side. He said, I'll have a bit of that. And he gets to 50 in fine fashion. 50 off 34 balls. Bowling. The last of his over. Wade, oh. hit him over. Cover. One, two, three rows back. He cleared the front leg. He sort of advanced in on Scott Boland. An expensive over. So the Hobart Hurricanes get the job done against the Melbourne Stars, but the top four is locked in for the Big Bash finals. It is the Brisbane Heat in first, locked in. Adelaide Strikers locked in in fourth place. But tonight's game... Over in Perth, the Scorchers and the Sixers, whoever wins that game will finish in second place and take on the Heat. And whoever wins that one, the first game of the finals, progresses straight through and hosts the final. So big game tonight in the Big Bash. In the NFL, Jaleesa, just recapping a few of the scores from yesterday, uh, the Detroit Lions, 24, beat the LA Rams, 23. And the Dallas Cowboys, huge upset. They got absolutely smacked. The score at the end... 48-32 does not tell the story against the Packers. 
uh, rookie Jordan Love, the quarterback there, at one point it was 27 to nil. And America's team, as they call it, the Dallas Cowboys, America was losing their mind yesterday when they were getting thumped. Uh, Stephen A. Smith and, and Skip Bayless, quite prominent pundits on sport over there, were, were losing their marbles. There's some quite funny viral videos going out yesterday. Um, Delisa, we, at the top of the show, we were talking about a trip to the dentist. Now, we didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't get right into this. Just before we go to BP and talk Oz Open, uh, can you just unpack the dentist story for us? Oh, God. This show has just become an unloading of my embarrassing moments, which means we always have a lot of content. Um, <laughs> Friday, I went to the dentist. I've been going back to the dentist in Young. Uh, near Borua, where I'm from, and I just thought I can't keep going back five hours to visit the dentist every time I just want to clean. So I found a dentist <laughs> in Sydney, went for the first time. I won't name them, but they were very good. I bit the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why we talk about I it. I bit the dentist. And I, honestly, it is actually keeping me awake at night. Last night I was <laughs> drifting off to sleep. You know, when you get those flashback moments of everything bad that's ever happened to you, no, just me, okay? Um, <laughs> I I was laying in bed and I just was cringing at the thought of, I bit her. And then I don't know why she had her finger in my mouth and I just bit. And, <laughs> and then she said to me, oh, and she was trying to be quite polite about it. She's like, oh, I've never had an adult do that before. <laughs> yep. Just kids. And I just want to die because they're really good dentists and I just don't, I want to go back, but I can't. You walk in and you know that everyone in that office is looking at, oh, that's the oh, lady that's that bit her. The, that's the girl that <laughs> Bit the dentist. <laughs> Please tell me if you've ever bit the dentist. Yeah, tell us. Uh, give us a call. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh I wonder, I wonder if <laughs> Brett Phillips has ever bitten a dentist. BP, uh, SEN tennis expert. We will talk Oz Open, but let's start with that. Any dentist Help me out, BP. episodes? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, every time I'm on hold, I always think of it a million things. You know, you're trying to weave your way to the conversation. I go to my dentist every six months, but uh, normally I just try and uh, I try and go to a, a coma, really, just to <laughs> think what is actually happening as these people are staring at me. And you know, the best part of our dentists, the ones put the TV on the roof. Oh yeah, yes. have all She's dentists got that? that? Yeah. yeah, that's a great great distraction. I'm going to say. Well, it didn't help me. <laughs> no, you, they turn the TV off for Julie, she's not allowed nice things in there. No, no, I'm in, I'm in the corner now. I'm punished. Uh, BP, let's talk Oz Open. Yesterday, eleven Aussies on court. The most famous name of those, Alex Dimonor. Not the way he will have wanted to progress, but happy nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was interesting to sit on RLA last night and watch, uh, you know, a big roundage for the first time in a little while and just to see how, you know, he was going to move and compete. And, you know, probably no surprise early doors uh, that it was, you know, tough to break the roundage. So we go to a, you know, a tiebreaker and he was, he was okay. Um, apart from uh, the one moment where he left the court uh, for a, you know, like they can go off court basically to have some treatment. And it was, he, he just sent a fraction proppy, but there was no signs at that stage he was going to retire. And then, yeah, the second set, you know, when you felt like there was going to be some twists and turns, as Demon Hall, you know, really worked into the match and had the crowd in his pocket. Uh, but, you know, Roundage was starting to find his range as well and play the sort of uh, tennis that we were accustomed to many years ago with uh, Big Milosh. But, yeah, I think, you know, the wear and tear of, um, you know, going head to head with Demonor, who just makes you play a lot, and he's stretching into the corners, and 
you know, he's putting a bit of a bit of pressure on the limbs, which um, you know, haven't uh, played a lot of hard-nosed competitive tennis in the last few years. Just got the better of him, and I suppose everyone knows their body. Uh, um, no one knows their body better than themselves. So, yeah, I mean, Helix would like to have played a full match, ideally, but you take it, you move on. It's tennis, and Nick's uh, box to tick is the Italian. Uh, Matteo Alnaldi, who's a really, really good competitor. I mean, this should be a really good match. He's a confident young Italian who's risen, um, been inspired by Yannick Sinner, and he's hungry. He, uh, he's got a lot of demon or sort of traits. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that matchup, actually. Yeah, he probably flew, has flown under the radar a little bit, but uh, he won, I think, his first round match in um, straight sets. BP, tell us about um, the other Australians that are, with ones that got through, ones that didn't. Who should we look out for? Well, yeah, I mean, we had a, a couple of epics uh, well, late last night. I mean, Jordan Thompson and Alexander Vukic, the, the, the good thing we knew there was going to be an Aussie winner. Uh, but the match, gee, it went, it, went a, it was a tedious sort of match. It was going in slow motion. And, yeah, eventually Tomo found a way to win, which continues his great start to the year. Um, and, you know, he came in with uh, you know, just a little issue with his quad, uh, but he is, he is so super fit, Tomo, that, you know, if someone's, if someone's going to push through the pain barrier, it's him. He's just made of the right stuff. And, you know, today he sits at a career high 42 in the ranking. So this is the value of a good start to the summer. And, yeah, you, you felt for Vukic. What was interesting, and one thing I've noticed, and uh, Thompson made mention of it um, in the press, because he questioned the chair umpire, is that, and this was un, uh, unbeknown to me, but I've always had an issue with the... Uh, you know, these people who call themselves ushers, who just sort of let people into the venue, particularly the, you know, the big stadiums at inappropriate times. Normally it's supposed to be at the, uh, you know, the sit-downs, which is at the um, yeah. uneven amount of games where you get 90 seconds. Like, okay, get, get as many patrons in. But now they're letting patrons in, you know, if it's too all. And Thompson sort of noticed this. So he's got a lot of attention to detail, Tomo. He's a very smart man. He said, well, what's all this movement? Right, and apparently the Australian Open's brought in this rule where, yeah, people can come in um, so they don't have to sit out and you know, maybe wait <laughs> 10 minutes because games are going for a while. I mean, some people think the tennis players are a little precious with the whole movement thing. Some are in the zone and don't even notice. Others will notice a little ruffle of the hair of a man sitting in their, their you know, line of sight. Um, so everyone's different in that case. But it is part of tennis trying to get a bit, you know, out of just the normal traditions. Like the next-gen finals in Milan, the last five years, I have trialled that rule where fans can just move about the stadium. As that next generation, not used to just having to sit there or you know, be so regimented. So it'll be mm. interesting to see where tennis goes with that. But it caught Tomo off guard, but he was good enough to win. Uh, Rinky Hijikata lost a yeah heartbreaker last night. Well, I think it finished about midnight. Uh, lost track of time. Poor Rinky. Yeah, he he, he battled uh, really well. Uh, Great win for Storm Hunter, rap for Storm. I mean, there's not one person in tennis that does not like Storm Hunter and, you know, her fifth attempt to win a Grand Slam match at the Australian Open went her way. So that was a great start to the day. Yeah, Darius Saville, I mean, actually playing three-hour three matches. It's got, to, it's got to wear you down. Unfortunately, she was on the um, losing end. Omar Jaseka on his debut, you know, really pushed uh, the ninth seed. Herbert Hercat should be proud of that. Uh, Omar, so, yeah, it was... Uh, a mixed day as we normally get with the Australians, but yeah, at least we've got you know, Alex Dumanor as our main hope intact. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned delays and uh, 
people moving behind the ball. I can just think back to the Sydney test when Steve Smith it was saw a bit of duct tape on the sight screen at 200 metres away and that delayed the game. So it's not just tennis that has that issue, mate. Uh, let's listen yeah. to yeah. Naomi Osaka. She was making her return to the Oz Open after a year out, uh, but the new mum uh, was eliminated by an inform Caroline Garcia. This is what she had to say after the match. For me, I felt like I did the best that I could possibly do, and it was just really nice to be on Rod Laver again and hear the audience and how much they interacted with the match. That was fun. Of course, I have to tell myself, like, hey, like six months ago you were pregnant and stuff like that, and of course, like, there's a voice in my head so, like, that's like, who are you to, like, think that you can come back and immediately start winning matches? But I kind of always expect myself to stand a chance anyways. So I guess just being nicer to myself is, a, like, a key thing that I, I learned in my time away. But it is, it is really tough to, I guess, play a good server and not, not make too many returns. BP, I'll get your opinions on the game itself, but I'm also very interested in your opinion on Naomi Osaka, the person, because I could not be more impressed. So different to how she's handled the media before too. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, I suppose, you know, she's a little older now and, you know, that sense of perspective, becoming a a young mum, time away, you know, she's just evolved, no doubt, as a person. You know, I interviewed uh, Ben Rothenberg a few days ago. We haven't had a chance to play it on SCN just yet, who's the author of uh, Naomi's autobiography, which is out now, which details a fascinating life. Uh, She's packed a lot into 26 years on the planet. And, you know, her legacy might be well after tennis. A bit like Ash Barty in the center. I I think, you know, tennis won't define Osaka. I think it's her her um, worldly view on, on different causes, racial justice, whatever it is, uh, that she's going to be a big voice on in the future. So, look, we're getting we're getting Naomi uh, fresh in her comeback. You know, it's going to take her a few months to work into the season. Um, I mean, she's won two US Open, so maybe by August, September, we might be seeing the best of Naomi. But, yeah, I mean, she's striking the ball uh, pretty well. I think physically she looks in good next time, a lot of work, you know, post-pregnancy um, you know, to get into physical shape to play. But, you know, she just needs to play more matches uh, to get back into that real match conditioning and just, you know, find her range. I mean, she's lost none of her power. Uh, and she was right in that match. Um, could have taken the second set, extended it to three. Uh, but, yeah, Garcia played a better tie break. But, yeah, I think, um, yeah, Naomi is a bit more comfortable, serene. She's just evolved as a person and will handle things second time around a lot more comfortably. We had a couple of big uh, men's players eliminate. Stan Marinka um, in five sets. Andy Murray was straight sets, which was disappointing. bit strange. A few years ago at the Australian Open, they farewelled Andy Murray. And I don't know if he'd said that he was leaving, but they did about a big farewell. Now he actually said this could possibly his be his last appearance. Let's just listen to the audio from that. There's definite possibility that would be the last time I play here. Um, and, yeah, I think... Yeah, just probably because of yeah how, how the match went and everything. Like I don't know, like whilst you're whilst you're playing the match, you, you know you're obviously trying to you know control like your emotions, focus on the points and everything. And then when you're like one point away from the end, it's like I can't believe this is over like so quickly um, and like this. So yeah, like in comparison to the matches that I played here last year, is like the 
complete opposite feeling walking off the court like yeah wish I yeah involved the crowd more or like yeah just d disappointed with yeah the way that I played and all of that all of that stuff so yeah tough he's 36 years old but that didn't seem to me like he felt satisfied walking away no well I mean Andy's um he wants to go out on his terms which as a tennis player, you can, right? I mean, mm. you know, you're not being delisted by a team. You're yeah. you're the CEO, you're the boss, you, you call the shots. Um, I think, though, reality is starting to set in that mm. he he's re he can't go with these younger guys. Uh, he, he's he's still a good player, but clearly not the player he was. And, um, you know, he's up against you know, really good athletes who strike the ball particularly well, and they're putting a lot of pressure on him and they know that, well, they've just got to, they've got to move Murray around and get him uncomfortable and just they'll wear him down. Um, so, you know, the old saying, Father Time catches up with everyone. I think um, he's so competitive, he was in his mind thinking, you know, gee, I'm still capable of maybe having uh, another run. But, you know, the last, I think it's been five years now that he hasn't advanced past the second round or third round of a major. So, you know, reality is absolutely setting in and we'll yeah. wait and see how the year unfolds, but it's getting harder for him, for sure. BP, just quickly before we let you go, mate, what's the watch out for today, the big names on display? Yeah, uh, big night. Uh, uh, certainly uh, Ilani Rabakina, uh, last year's uh, finalist in the women's, uh, taking on Carolina Pushkova, former world number one. That's a, a tough first round. We get a look at Carlos Elcarez. For the first time, uh, up against the French veteran Richard Gasquet with a beautiful single-handed backhand. Igor Sviontek, the world number one, will be on uh, centre court today. And we've got the remaining Aussies, uh, led by Thanasi Kokonakis, who can hopefully get his campaign off to a good start. Uh, young James McCabe from uh, Sydney. Uh, what a great moment for him to get a wild card and play his first uh, main draw. He's got those swimming shoulders, James. Uh, I think Sonny Bill Williams was uh, watching him train the other day. So he's got the, he's quite a bit of rugby league. He's done everything, this young kid, but he's very good at tennis. Uh, Olivia Kadecki, really good young goal coast. A great moment for her. Max Purcell, who I think can do anything, Max. So, yeah, we're hoping those remaining Aussies today can uh, get a few uh, few victories. Yeah, absolutely. BP, SEN has coverage of the Australian Open tonight. You can listen to that. You can listen to the Big Bash on the SEN app as well. Uh, BP, we love your work, mate. Uh, thanks as always. We can't wait for today's action. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you, team. Thanks, Thank mate. You. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's Lawyers. SEN Summer Brekkie is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Time to talk to Nick Ashman from Sportsbet. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. Good morning, Nick. Uh, no predictions yesterday for Jaleesa, or no tips anyway. Uh, I wonder, do we have some today? He's got to. <laughs> we do. We've got some. Do you want to kick off with them, or do you want to, do you want to talk about uh, sport? No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm self-serving. Give me my tips. <laughs> okay. May uh, I please have no the tips, Nick? There's no, there's no interest like self-interest, is there? Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, round week tomorrow, the Kensington track. They're playing on the inside. Race five, number one, cadet ship, round the four dollar fifty mark currently. Love it. Chris Waller for James McDonald's. James McDonald, not McDonald's. You can tell I haven't had breakfast. <laughs> um, this horse is having a third run back from the spell, Jaleesa. Second up went to a fifteen hundred meter race at Ramwick on the sixth of January. Uh, finished only about sort of four and a half lengths off a pretty talented horse called Running By. This is a much easier race. 
and I think it'll peak you third up from a spell. So $4.50, jump on that. Ah, oh, you know what? Good. I love it. Not only have you given a tip, but you've also, on the back of Jaleesa's comments on form on one of your other tips, <laughs> <laughs> gone into, this is why, this is, this why. is why it'll yeah, yeah, work. Yeah. So if it all goes pear shape, you've, you've done, you've justified. But I will be yeah. putting my $2 on that. Yeah, great. Uh, let's okay, talk. Good on you. I'm, I'm appreciate the faith. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk Australian Open, mate. What have you got there for us? Yep. Well, look, today in action, obviously, uh, Thanasi Kokonakis uh, plays a bit later on, but um, I thought we'd talk about Grigor Dimitrov because he won the Brisbane mm. um, the Brisbane International. Uh, he's um, he's lining up against Martin Fuksovich. Probably pronounce that name slightly wrong there, but uh, uh, and he's a dollar thirteen to win. Here's an interesting stat for you: he's won his last fifteen ATP first round matches in Australia, so he's a very good first round uh, player. He, to go three love, which he's a chance of doing, is two dollars eighteen, but he does look the anchor for the day. And then later on tonight, the number two seed for the whole tournament, Carlos Alcaraz, who only Novak Djokovic is expected to go better than him. He's an absolute whiz. He smashed. Djokovic uh, after being down to him in the Wimbledon last year and he's a dollar one to beat Richard Gasquet Alcaraz uh, well, Richard Gasquet who he plays who is probably in his twilight of his career he's lost his last uh, 10 ATP first round matches so uh, Alcaraz will look to uh, to put him away guys so they look the two most likely winners I would have thought on uh, day three of the big guys open it, it, when you started to pronounce those names, I thought you were going uh, potentially down Pakistan opening batter uh, or New Zealand netballer Temelisi Fakahakatau uh, territory or Fakha Zaman <laughs> opening batter. It's, every now and then it gets tricky, doesn't it? <laughs> There was a pretty, yeah. There was a pretty funny uh, Finnish uh, alpine skier, which I won't even mention her name from a few years ago. But if you Google it, you'll know what I'm talking about. So, uh, anyway, that was a funny one. But we won't go there. Hey, I've got something special for you, and I know Jaleesa, you like these out wide markets. Eurovision. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Oh, here we go. Eurovision. Eurovision. I love Eurovision. Well. There's been money for Ukraine overnight. Can you believe it? When I was doing this yesterday to prep for this segment, Ukraine were $9. They're in the $7. So I don't know what's going on, but there's some money for Ukraine, um, which is pretty normal over the last few months. Um, United Kingdom and them are the two favourites at $7 a piece. But I've got a little bit of mail for you about Greece. Now, they've missed, I think, the last two or three Eurovisions. Um, And they've got a singer there who recorded a song with Bob Sinclair. Now, those that... uh, don't mind, uh, you know, a bit of uh, a bit of a, a festival from time to time. I remember Bob Sinclair was out here in the early to mid two thousands and even in the two thousands and tens. Marina Sati uh, made a song called uh, Cups, which is uh, spelt C O U P E S, and it featured on one of Bob Sinclair's albums uh, back in two thousand and sixteen that he did. So. Uh, we think that there's maybe a school of thought that Greece is bringing a bit of mainstream to Eurovision, whether or not that's good enough to get the cash. $15 to find out, though, and they'd be dead hungry to get back into it, of course. Eurovision will be hosted by Sweden, and their $10 equals second favourites to take it out. So the money's with Ukraine. The host is Sweden, giving a big chance, and a bit of mail out wide for Greece at $15. Uh, oh, not I like only, your research. Yeah, not only are you covering sport locally, but you are at the depths of Eastern Europe and, you know, the, you, your research is going to new lengths, Nick. 
It's it, look. It could be classified under useless information, <laughs> but we'll go with what you just said because I'm I'm buoyed by the fact that uh, it's making these segments a little bit more interesting just, than just the usual update. Yeah. So, thank we you. Can't... Yeah, I appreciate it. Eurovision's good fun. Yeah, we can't just go straight down the line here. Uh, thanks, Nick. Have a great day at Sportsbet. No. Good on you guys. All the best. Bye. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're only just waking up, here's a few of the headlines we've been discussing. It's been revealed that the Herald, that David Warner's baggy green, it wasn't stolen. But in fact, (laughs) it was just there all along. Awkward. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) Moving on. <laughs> uh, we spoke with Brett Phillips for a wrap of the Australian Open. If you missed that chat, you can find it on the podcast. Just search Breakfast with Vossi and Branding on your favourite podcast platform. Hit subscribe, please. That would help it out. The Hobart Hurricanes and Melbourne Stars seasons have drawn to a close following the Hurricanes' win last night by seven runs in the Big Bash. Um, we ber- heard from Cameron Green. He was talking about um, how he actually thought that he was preparing to become the opener uh, instead of be slotting in. So I think by the sounds of it, he knew that once a place came up with him in the Australian team, Trent, that he was going to get it. But he was thinking, well, this is the available space and I'll go in as opener. Yeah. He's thrilled that Steve Smith has taken up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I saw him during the Sydney test, mm. um, doing running sessions, training in the nets, bowling extra overs. And it, generally you can sort of read the tea leaves that he was a likely inclusion or at least in the very thick of it yeah. at that point. So uh, I think you're absolutely right. And at that point, there was no chat about Steve Smith. Yeah. Uh, uh, during no, the Sydney test came... was the first time that we heard about it. Yeah. Well, Cameron Green said that he only first heard about it on the Wednesday before uh, it being announced. So um, yeah. he didn't even realize. He, interestingly, yesterday he was spending still just as much time bowling as he was batting. So still very much got that focus on that all round position. We've just got a text here. It doesn't have a name on it. If you do send a text, please put a name on it. Um, maybe even where you're listening from. I'm just really nosy. I just like to know what, you, what you're doing. Um, <laughs> we all do. Yeah. 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 And I like, you know, stuff the billions that I think that this is meant to, it's a spelling mistake, but I think it's meant to be stuff the billions that are being spent on the Gabba. I'm spending more than 1500 a week on just rent, fuel and food. Yes, I do travel a bit from work from the Sunshine Coast to Brisbane. That's a reality for most people having to live outside of where you work. Yet I don't have a dollar to my name and I'm making more money than I ever have. I don't care about sport at the moment, especially when they get paid millions to do something I do for free. The, this plan to redevelop the GABA um, for the Brisbane Olympics, it's going to cost $2.7 billion. The, It is a hard sell in cost of living yeah. crisis to be doing that. Usman Khawaja even came out a month ago saying uh, hitting back at how much it's going to cost uh, Queensland cricket, the contribution that they are apparently having to make yeah. to it. And the fact that they're going to be out of the GABA for so many years, they won't be able to make money. Yeah. There. And then the where they proposed, the government has put a proposal forward with this money and how they're going to fund getting to Brisbane and mm-hmm. what the GABA will look like. But as part of that, Queensland cricket actually had to come out and make a statement saying, we didn't agree on, yeah. I think it was 60 plus million dollars mm-hmm on a refurb of another ground that in the long run, Queensland cricket aren't even going to use. Mm. 
So it's one of those things that I'm fascinated to watch how this unfolds because at the moment I don't see a resolution there. There might have been one that I haven't been privy to, but yeah, tricky one. And particularly the highlight of cost of living, a reality, particularly for those listening in Sydney, um, just ridiculous levels at the moment. Mm. And people are struggling to get by with mortgage repayments, interest rates going through the roof. Well, um, even in the country, there's no, the the cost of housing is insane at the moment. The houses have jumped in COVID because everyone decided they could work from home. All the people from the city on city wages moved to the country, bought houses there. They literally tripled. Yeah. It is insane. We were back in Bathurst around Christmas time where I'm from and there was houses there, four bedroom houses, mm-hmm. no pool, or five bedroom houses selling for $1.6 million. Yeah. Insane. In Bathurst. Yeah. I love Bathurst. But, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Bathurst. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's like, yeah. you're talking... Ten years ago, in the outskirts of Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Good text. Thank you for sending it in. Chuck your name on it uh, next time. Or make yeah. up a name. I don't mind. Make I, up a I name. I won't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell tell me where you're listening from. Yeah, we've got Charlie Good coming in on the text <laughs> line here as well. Uh, it, put whatever name you like. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the Edgewater Homes text line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to call in. Uh, a few more texts here. Michael has said those reboot shows, blah, never seem to hit the mark in reference to Gladiators. Oh, yeah. Well, I noticed a few articles when I Googled it um, after speaking about it that weren't so favourable. Mm. I actually didn't mind it. Yeah. And, I, and that's a clearly impartial view because it's not on the network I work for, but yeah. I didn't mind it. I didn't know the original, so I've got nothing to compare to. And I was under duress. So I was being, being forced <laughs> to watch this, so I had to watch it. Uh, there's been story time with Jaleesa many times this morning. We'll uh, leave that. We'll leave that alone. Uh, one of these texts has just come in again with no no name on it. So please do put your name to it so we know who to reference. But New Queensland Premier has suggested the Gabba redevelopment is under review. Watch this space. I'm not surprised. Mm. I'm not surprised with that amount of money and you know clear stakeholder. I guess how they feel about the whole thing in terms of Queensland cricket is one of the major stakeholders in this whole process, so alienated and putting out statements against the process. I don't see a resolution anytime soon. But I don't know how much you can review it though, because there would have been commitments made to get the Olympics. Yeah. So we can't have what happened with the Commonwealth Games happening with the Olympics. Oh, wow. No, that could, that would never happen with the Olympics. Oh, surely. No. We say that now. Fingers crossed. All right, keep those texts flying in and your calls. We'll get to plenty more. There's so much sport to talk about on Summer Brecky here on SEN. SEN Summer Brecky, Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you this morning. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. We'll get into your texts on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. Just updating on some American sport going on this morning. The 76ers, 124, beat the Houston Rockets, 115. Joel Embiid made his return uh, and shocked me, 40 points for the big man. He is unbelievable, that guy. Uh, The Dallas Mavericks with Aussie Josh Green playing against another Aussie in Dyson Daniels uh, for the Pelicans. That is in the second quarter there, 59 to 55, the score in favor of the Mavericks. Uh, we've got the Detroit Pistons and the Wizards playing against each other. 33 all in the second quarter there. The Orlando Magic with Aussie Joe Ingles there. 32-29 over the Knicks in early in that match as well. We've got the NFL 
Kicking off shortly the last two matches of wildcard round this morning. That's the Steelers up against the Bills and the Bucks up against the Eagles. So we're looking forward to that one. Uh, as I said, you can send us a message on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes mortgage fund up to $1,500 a month off your home loan for two years. T's and C's apply. Jaleesa, let's get into the text. Gladiators, I lasted three minutes and 24 seconds. <laughs> Did you have the stopwatch on that? I don't know, but that was a lot longer than a lot of the contenders. Um, J.A. Roosterman says, points for going to the dentist, bite or no bite. This is in reference to I bit my dentist. Uh, catch up in the podcast if you <laughs> if you want to humiliate me again. Um, ditch, oh, I, won't, I won't read the next bit, Roosterman, but... <laughs> Thanks. Essentially saying you can stay on here permanently. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Rooster Man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dental hygiene, very important. Don't bite your dentist. Uh, it's not good and embarrassing. Um, what happens, this is Alan from Newcastle. Someone asked this yesterday as well. What happens if Smith fails at opener but Green succeeds in the middle order? Could Smith be dropped? Oh, dropping Steve Smith, you can't see it happening. No, he was actually asked about that, I think, yesterday or maybe even with Barat during that presser that he did and... He actually, his response was great and, and sort of champion mindset sort of stuff was, I'm not, a, not even entertaining negative thoughts like that. I, I'm here. I think it's going to be a success and I think it was the right move. Um, the reality of the situation, no, I don't think there's any chance that he'd be dropped mm. before they tried him back down at number four first. Mm. This is one for you as well. Opal Joe, are the Dallas Cowboys the biggest chokers in world sport? Wow. I mean, the answer is probably yes. And with expectations as well. Um, that's the sort of thing that those sort of losses, and it wasn't just your average loss either. It was a proper smackdown. Uh, we had a message from Charlie Goodser this morning Gooder. on his <laughs> Gooder. Yeah. Charles Gooder, it says on the text, Dallas losing is very bittersweet. Trent and Jaleesa on one hand, it's amazing seeing the Cowboys choke again in glorious fashion but it's sad that it was the Green Bay Packers instead of the Niners, as is tradition. So it, a lot of people like hating on the, the Dallas teams and particularly in the NFL. Um, yeah. Biggest chokers? Ah, let's have a bit of fun and say yes. Mm. Uh, the Manly Way, um, episode four dropped last night, according to Andrew, um, depicts a very hectic boot camp that went for 32 hours. Excellent content. And our players are so tough. Highly recommend I, I will be watching that. That that sounds interesting. You've watched a few of the early episodes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's good behind the scenes sort of content of the preseason and um yeah. Is it focused on any particular players? Like, you know, the quarterback no. doco in the NFL, they follow specific players. No, it's just a just everything generic about their, their preseason. Okay. Yeah. Do you think it's something that I mean, there's so many of these out there right now. Do you think it's something that most clubs should look at doing? Uh, well, I guess if you're doing it in house as a club, you control the narrative. Um, so that's probably a positive for them. It doesn't, um, it doesn't give you, I guess you want to see the juicy bits, don't you? Like, yeah. um, so I guess when you're outsourcing that, like Tales of Tiger Town, I really liked that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure too many clubs would be brave enough to do that. Yeah. Tell us what your favourite docos are out there in the world of sport. 0457 736 736 and 1300 011170 is the open line. It brings to mind, you know, the test doco for cricket. We've spoken about this before. Um, numerous others. Breakpoint in the tennis landscape. Drive to survive. There are a lot of these out there right now. 
Um, but the best ones are just absolute magic because no one gets to see you. You see the contest on the field and everyone idolizes these sports people. Yeah. But seeing the real human beings and the, and best, the families. The best ones are, that was what the test was so good at, was there were so many moments in there where probably players uh, didn't want in there. Um, but the edge, which was the English version of that, that was not good because that was done so retrospectively. Did you find that? Yeah. And I, I, didn't, I must say I didn't watch the entire series, but I totally agree. And even the, the test doctor. And they avoided a lot of issues around that time. Yeah. Controversy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, look, the test doco, I think for someone that's been in the environment, I still don't think it went the full way, but it was no. a great insight into, for people who have just never seen yeah. inside the four walls of the Australian dressing room yes. and what the baggy green means and, and how that team operates. Yeah. Uh, from that point of view, it's been brilliant. Yeah. And, and more of it, as we're talking about the manly preseason, whatever sport it is, I think teams should be thinking that way because inside change room, inside, I love hard knocks in American sport where, where it's NFL, it's during training camp in a, one of the bigger storyline teams leading into a summer uh, of football. And I remember the Jets was the lead in and then Aaron Rodgers goes down injured. But this is like the brutal cuts of a GM saying, bringing come on, Jaleesa, into my office. You're one of the training camp members and say, sorry, it's not your time. This is like life, you know, movements in this person's career and you get to see the raw, authentic conversations. That's what sports docos are all about and we absolutely love it here. So breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.